Welcome. You are about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. The usefulness of life is to do the will of God. If you are not in the will of God or doing the will of God, you are wasting. You are wasting if you are not doing the work or the will of God. And Jesus said, my food is to do the work of God. Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me whilst this day for the night comes when no man can work. John chapter 9 verse 4. I must work. Anyone who is not in the will of God is wasting If you become a Christian as well and you are not a useful person in God's sense, what do I mean by useful person? Please hear me and hear me well. There's only one thing God is doing. When people tell you, but if there is God, why are so many people suffering? Tell them that God has something to do. Why? God doesn't take care. He's busy. You mean he doesn't care? By you two, don't you care? Oh, but I can't do anything. So what makes you think he can do anything? Oh, but God is God. He should have stopped you when you were gossiping. If he didn't stop you, that means that he doesn't just get into people's business anyhow. So if you are asking about the sovereignty of God or you are talking about the omnipotence of God and God has the right to do anything, you should start thinking about yourself. Why didn't he do something against you when you were doing wrong? You did wrong and you knew nothing would happen. And now you are asking the one who didn't do anything about you that why is he not doing anything about somebody? The cheek of it. Hypocrites. Double standards. You, you use one standard to judge others and one to judge yourself. Bible says that because when they knew God, Romans chapter 1, they were not thankful. God gave them up. They were not thankful. They were not for Romans chapter 1 from verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood verse 23. and changed the glory of the incorruptible no, God. Verse, verse 22, sorry. Professing to be wise, they became fools. When people are thinking that they are wise, people said they... they they were, uh, they were projecting themselves as wise. Okay, me, I understand. But they became fools. 
They became, you see, you are not wise outside of God. Professing to be wise, they, they became fools. Yeah. And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. It's rather in 21, yeah. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor Neither were they thankful. But their foolish hearts were darkened. Prophesying to be wise. Start from 20. Yes, yes, yes. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, mm -hmm. so that they are without excuse. You are without excuse if you say, I didn't know. Because no one can ever stand before God and say, I never knew God exists. You are without excuse. Why? Because, because, because when God created man, he gave everybody not only five senses. But there are other senses that are not, are not physical. They are kind of metaphysical senses. One of such senses is called conscience or morals. No one, sometimes when somebody is doing something wrong, you just deep in your heart, you know this is wrong. I was told some experiment was carried out before, I think, toddlers. And one is like puppy, lion, like, uh, you know, the, what do you put your hand in? Any place? Puppet, puppet lion, yeah, puppet lion. And, um, and the rabbit, and the lion, the two no, I think two lions and two lions and one rabbit, and the rabbit. In one scenario, the rabbit had some need, and one lion came and took it, and it's like hurt the rabbit. And then they did another scene where the other lion, different color, the rabbit was in problem. I came to help the lion. Even the children know that no, this lion is good. This one is a bad lion. You don't have to teach. It's deep inside, knowing between right and wrong. It's inbuilt by nature. Nature teaches you that some things are not right. It's not what the government says. Nature teaches you. Deep in your heart. You know. Now what you are saying about that girl, you shouldn't say it. Deep in your heart. You know what you are doing to that guy, you shouldn't do it. Deep in your heart. You knew it. You knew it. Conscience. Conscience is always preaching to you from inside. So God has put a preacher man inside you to be preaching to you. So you can't claim you didn't know. It's called conscience. So in Romans chapter 2, it says they are conscience, verse 14 and 15, said they are conscience either excusing or accusing them. For when Gentiles, who do not have the law by nature, they didn't have the law of God. It wasn't given to them, uh-huh. By nature, do the things in the law. So those who didn't have the law, if by nature they do the things in the law. These, although not having the law, are a law to themselves. Uh -huh. Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness. Their work of the law is written. There are certain ethical codes that are written by, from birth. Sometimes you tell a, a, child, a certain child took their mother's mobile phone and was standing by the toilet. And look at mommy's face. <laughs> mommy said, Ha! No, 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 no! <laughs> what you gonna do? It's a child, two years old. But they know. Because there's a certain inbuilt system. It's inside you. It's an inbuilt 
rule system that will preach to you that you can't do this. You can't say that. No, come on, you can't do that. What happens as you grow in a certain environment, society can begin to stifle it. Your exposure can suppress it. So now it gets to a time like those foolish boys who stab. You are, you, you are stabbing and you don't feel anything. You are having fun. You are doing it and having fun because something has stifled that conscience. But a conscience will tell you, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's not what the pastor is saying. But you have another pastor. There's a preacher inside you telling you, you can't do You can't sleep with them. You can't sleep with her. She's your sister. You can't sleep with her. You can't sleep with her. Something is telling you, you can't do that. Even though nobody will get to know. But you know you can't do that. God says that they are conscious. Read verse 15. Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts, accusing or else executing them. Excusing them. Their conscience accusing or excusing them. So sometimes your conscience says, oh no, it's okay. Your, your conscience is clear. Or your conscience will be accusing you. People will be clapping for you, but your conscience is accusing you. People may not know what's going on inside you. I heard the story of a certain house that was burning in America. The house caught fire. Burning. Burning. And there's a man who lives in that house. And a woman ran out in her, I think, nighty or whatever. Because it was burning. And fire service, uh, fire brigade have come. They've cordoned the place off and... So when the woman came out, then she remembers, my baby. She, she's crying, my baby. So she's, no one was good. So she decided, I'm going to go. She wants to go back because she has to save her baby. She's in the room. My baby, my baby. But they said, it's too dangerous. You can't go in. My baby. No, you can't. My baby. And they, they restrained her. And then there was a man who came. The man was going. He said, excuse me, where are you going? He said, well, I'm, I'm going. They try and restrain the man. The man broke and then ran into the building. Enter. Everybody was watching. What's going on? This guy, he will die. It's too much. It's dangerous. And then, after about five minutes, the guy emerged from the smoke like this, with something bundled in in his chest. And so, when people saw him come, everybody started clapping. Oh, he saved the child. When he got, they said, "Where is he?" Said, "Oh no, it's my money. I went to collect." Excuse me. Listen. That's even not the issue. If he had died in the process, he would have gone down in history as a hero trying to save a child. Trying to save a child. But him, that's not what his intentions were. Is it possible people are clapping for you for the wrong thing? They don't know about, but you know. You know. Your conscience. Your conscience. Moses, they were testing in the wilderness. And God said, they said, we need one. And God said, strike. Uh, said, Speak to the rock for water to come. And Moses went. He was upset with the people. He took the rod and he fell. And water started coming. And the people started clapping. Go Moses, go Moses, go Moses, go Mo, go Mo, go Mo, go Mo, go Mo, 
they were rejoicing. They were, because Moses is a powerful man of God. He always did some strange miracles. And see, Moses has done it again. But God said, you did that? When I told you to speak, you hit the rock? Because of what you have done, you will not go to the promised land. So you see, men were clapping for him. But God has given him thumbs down. So the preacher in you, God put him in you. To keep talking to you. When you are alone, he's talking to you. When you are watching things, he's talking to you. When you are playing with yourself, he's talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking to you. I may not be there, but the preacher man is inside you. He's moving everywhere you go. He's with you. When you are gossiping and lying on somebody, lying against somebody, he's talking to you. It's right there. They are conscious either excusing them or accusing them. So, one, God has installed what is called conscience. And then other thing, the uh, uh, senses, metaphysical senses. The other metaphysical sense God has put in us, what's the first one? Conscience. The second one is reason, reason, reason. You can reason and tell that, ah, two plus two is what? Four. You didn't know that one too. Did you have to think about two plus two? Somebody said one. Eight plus fifteen. Twenty-three. Uh, no, somebody said sixteen. It's getting serious. But hear me. Education is to help you use your reasoning. Reasoning. That's why it's bizarre, absurd, absurd, preposterous for you to say, I am now using my reason so much that you say there's no God. Because, do you know what God did? He, he built himself into creation. And then he put reasoning into you so that if you can think a little bit, it's so obvious that nothing... Rise to your feet, please. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Hurry up. Now look at the different hairstyles. I thought all hairs are like this. But you were not born with brown hair. Were you? How come your hair is like How come yours? Do you think they woke up, when they wake up in the morning, their hair becomes like that by itself? If you can think a little bit and have reason, you know that this, it was styled like this. This was styled like this. This was, somebody styled it. That's, that's the power of reason. The power of reason tells you nothing just can be without anyone being behind it. That's the power of reason. So how come you have become so reasonable that you can't even see the basic reason and say that everybody appeared here by accident? Somebody went to, I don't know how many of you have been to Dubai, but someone went to Dubai and said, Pastor, the place is so nice. They have actually created an island. The, the high rise, even go to Canary Wharf. You think the buildings came because one day there was fighting uh, during the Second World War, and one of the bombs of Hitler hit the place, and we had Can Canary Wharf. <laughs> did you understand that? How did you get the Oxford Dictionary? Somebody threw a bomb into a printing press and an Oxford Dictionary appeared. 
And yet we call this academic exercise. How pathetic. Because we do not want to admit God. We have to find every means to explain him away. Godless generation who God will forsake. The worst thing that can happen to a people is when God leaves them on their own. And they begin to make laws that can destroy themselves. They begin to make laws that will say that a father can marry his own daughter. Human beings, laws are passed by human beings. The only, only law that all of us are subject to is the law of God. No man wrote it, no man can change it. Over 2,000 years, it's still valid. It's still, listen, the Old Testament was written 2,000 years before Jesus came. 2,000, Jesus has come and gone. 2,000 years, so over 4,000 years. And there's nothing that is contradictory in what was written. The Jews are richer than any group of people. Because they yes. live by it. Yes. They invent more than any. Do you know where the Jews are? Israel is a desert land. Yes. But the best agricultural products, produce, come from Israel. How? How? Explain it to me. How? You can't watch, walk with God and go under. Yes. I know some people are saying, why is it not? Why is it not? There are, not there are so many poor people in the church. The Bible said, not many wise, not many noble. You, you can come in as poor, but you stay poor. Yeah. <laughs> you stay poor. You won't stay poor. Nobody comes to Christ and remains the same. Yes. Nobody comes to Christ. Some of you sitting here who are now so much deep in church, look at what you used to be. But now you are so holy. You are so amazing. You are speaking in tongues. Who told you God does not change life? Who told you you stay the same when you come to Jesus? Charius! When you are in Jesus, your story changes. And I'm happy to announce to somebody that somebody is having a change of story. You are having a change of story. Oh, come on. If you believe it, lift your right hand and shout amen. You are having a change of story. Don't, don't let anyone look down on you because you are reaching out to God. It's just a matter of time. We'll see who's on the right side of history. So, God has put conscience and reason. So you are not without us. You can't, be, you can't say, I did not know. Yeah. Reason should tell you that you didn't just appear. Sometimes you had dreams and things happen and you're wondering, wow. Reason alone should tell you there's something beyond. Yeah. How come that when the pastor was speaking, he was just looking at your face like he knew you. You were the one he's talking to. Reason should tell you God is trying to tell you something. Yeah. Reason. How, how come the pastor was talking about what we were just discussing? That's exactly what I was discussing. But he wasn't there. How did he know? Oh, he can't know because natural person can't know that. Reason to tell you that God knows you. God knows you. And po it's possible that God is trying to tell you something. But it's also possible that you don't want to listen. And it's also possible that very soon he'll give up on you. Have it your way. He will, he say, he will tell, go, have it your way. Because when they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful. 
So God also gave them up. Have it your way. And now suddenly, all kinds of vile desires. A young man, the woman you want to sleep with is your mother. God has given up on you. You find your, your own sister, you find your own brother so attractive. Ah, it's a sign. Satan has taken over. Because something has hit, something, you're not normal. It's not normal. It's normal. How can you find your mother attractive? Your own brother is the one you want to sleep with. And you just don't know why you can't just hold yourself back because something is drawing you so strong. It's pulling you. And even when you are being pulled into distraction, you can't say no. How miserable. Many people are being drawn into perdition and distraction and yet they are like slaves. They can't say no. You can't say no. You are trying to say no, but it doesn't work. Because you are not in charge. Something else has taken over you. Something else. You can't say spiritual realm is not real. Psychology cannot explain everything. Medicine cannot explain everything. Every sickness. There are things that are beyond human ability to handle. How can you fight a spirit with a gun? Hallelujah. God has built reason into you. Don't use it to serve the devil. Is it not interesting how some people sometimes they think they have they know so much? I know, I know so much about all this church thing. I have read about Shintoism. I've read about Buddhism. I've read about Islam. I read, I read about Jehovahness. I read about Mormonism. I read, I've read about Sikhism, and I've practiced, I've practiced New Age, and I'm into yoga, yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> yes, and. I'm now spiritually awakened. Aligned. I'm aligned to the forces of... Look at how miserable you are. I'm spiritual. And yet, you're always masturbating. Spiritual, but pornography is killing you. control your small body and yet you are spiritual boy I am here to tell you you are not in charge something else is in charge of your life and until you learn how to submit to Jesus you are in bondage you are a prisoner you are not free For he who the Son sets free What makes you say what I'm saying? Because I know you are not free. I am. It's just a front. You have a front, but you are not free. 
is a makeup. Never forget about the other metaphysical senses. Most of the time, all we use is just our five natural senses. It's just to help you stay safe. Your five natural senses on earth. But those two metaphysical senses I mentioned is to help you escape hellfire. Help you escape hellfire. And the greatest of all senses is the spiritual sense. When you can have a relationship with God, God speaks to you, you know he spoke to me. You speak to him and things happen. You have a relationship, you have the life, the life of God, Zoe. You, you have the life of God. You have the life of God. You look ordinary on the outside, but there's something dynamic on your inside. You, when you pass, it's not only you who have passed. You have passed with divinity. You, you are a carrier of divinity. What religion can give you that? Religion doesn't do that. Religion makes you debased. Religion makes you, at, puts you, you at your worst. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about religion. Look at the religious people, how sad they are. They are not free. Religious people, religion is man's way of trying to get to God. Whilst Jesus is Emmanuel, God coming to be with us. They are two different things. So there are people who are Christians, but they are not in Christ. Because their faith, their religion, is the Christian religion. This is not, I can wear track sheets and it doesn't spoil anything. I can wear, I don't need to wear cassock. I don't, you know, we play anything. This is the same keyboard we buy from town. They will sell it for nightclub or something or wherever. So it's not the, what is on the outside, but it's what is inside us. What is inside us. What is inside us. And some of you, the, the enemy will rise up to try and stop you. Because if he doesn't stop you, you are bringing freedom into your family. And so when you become born again, you begin to take this Christ in serious, Satan will begin to panic. So he has to use any, any means, whether family, friends, foe, or adversary to attack you. And what works most is people who you know genuinely care about you. They care about you, but they don't know what you found. What you got, they don't got it. You are in the light. You found Christ. What they know is Bible stories. It's different. You know Bible stories doesn't mean you know Christ. No, you don't know God. Oh, you know, I've been through the Bible several times. Yeah, you went through the Bible. The Bible never went through you. Jesus said, you want to kill me? And yet you said you are Abraham's uh, sons or Moses' disciple. Moses wrote about me. If you are genuinely disciples of Moses, you would have, because Moses wrote about me. 
How come I've come, you want to kill me? It's because you are not sons of God. You are not looking for God. Because if you are looking for God and God were your father, you would accept me because I came from God. Natural man cannot understand God. So people out of arrogance and pride and religiosity say things like, I've been in church longer than you. Show me your fruits. Show me your fruits. You are just religious. Show me your fruits. You know how much I've been praying for you and today now you have gone to some church and you are telling me, you know how I can pray? How I can pray? Yeah, anybody, Muslims pray, Buddhists pray, everybody, anybody at all can pray. But who you are praying to is what determines what prayer it is. <laughs> you, you are telling me you are praying, but you don't know the God you are praying to. You don't know him. I've lived with you many years and you don't know him. I just can't tell you because of respect. But I know you don't know him. I know you don't know him. You have a little boy told the, the mom. One day asked mom, mom, who, who is in Holy Bible? So he said, whose book is this? And then mom said, well, that's God's book. And he left it. After about four weeks or five weeks, one day the boy came to mom. Because it's dusty, lying. He said, Mom, if we, why don't you go and give God's book back to him? Why, why are we keeping it here? Why are, we, why are we keeping it here? Because you don't read it. You don't use it. The point I'm just making is that when you choose to serve God, people who are close to you, Satan can use them to... They are not Satan. They are not bad. You must be able to draw the line between where normal caring activities stop and spirituality, spiritual understanding, illumination, insight, and spiritual sense kicks in. Because you'll be operating by spiritual sense and it does not matter how well-meaning somebody is, they don't get it. Hmm? Yeah. Peter said you are the son of God. Then Jesus said, I'm going to die. He said, no, you can't go and die. God forbid I should die. He said, Satan, get behind me. Peter was not Satan, but Satan took advantage of Peter's natural caring about human things. Because why should the Messiah die? Jesus, you can't die. No, no, we have to protect you. Was it not Peter who said, I will, I will die with you? After Jesus told, Luke chapter 22, after Jesus told Peter that Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, verse first, 31, verse 32, he says, that I pray for you that your faith will not fail. When you are converted, save your brothers. The next moment, Jesus started telling them he's going to die and he, uh, Jerusalem. And Peter said, if everybody forsakes you, I will, not, I will die with you. I will not only, I will, I will die with you. Verse 33 and 34, read it. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Yes. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three the times. The cock normally will, will crow early morning around 5 a.m. He said before 5 a.m. They are talking about this around in the evening. Evening they were having this discussion. Peter said, I will, I will go into prison with you and even die with you. Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. You don't know what you're talking about. By 5 a.m., you have denied me three times already. Three times. You will say, I don't know this man. The one who said, you will die with me. He will die for me. He will go to prison for me. So Peter was advising Jesus, don't go and die. Because you are the Messiah, you can't die. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for you do not seek the things that are of God. But you are thinking about things that men are concerned about. Men are concerned about some basic things. You can't walk with God and be stranded in life.
God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.